0: Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Sunday, May 22nd, 2022, and this is day 1526, Of our journey together. Thank you so so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you above all others. We honor you and thank you and praise you. There is none like you. Thank you so much, my Lord, for providing for us every single day, every moment of our lives, for giving us your breath of life, so we can go forth and. Fulfill the purpose that you've given us for today. I ask, Father, that you will comfort the brokenhearted, heal the sick, and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today. That it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today's message is Cycles of Life. Yep. We're going to go through some ups, some downs, some in-between, some ins, some outs. And we still will be able to endure through the power of the Holy Spirit who leads and guides and directs our very paths. We must trust him, though. Uh, God has sent the Holy Spirit for us while we're here on this earth right now. We're going to be coming out of 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 15. Actually, we'll start in verse 14. 13 through 25 and then we're gonna go to ecclesiastes uh, chapter 3 verses 1 through 8. so yesterday we left off with david after david had killed uriah uh, to have bathsheba for himself after he had gotten her pregnant and he had committed this great sin and then nathan the prophet came to him in 2 Samuel verse 13. This is the end of what he says to to David. He says, Then David's, well. David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, The Lord has taken away your sin. You're not going to die. But because by doing this, you have shown utter contempt for the Lord, the son born to you will die. Verse 15. After Nathan had gone home, the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife had borne to David, and he became ill. David pleaded with God for the child. He fasted and spent the night, spent the nights lying in sackcloth on the ground. So sackcloth was a sign of in mourning, all right? Like when you lose someone, someone dies, you're in mourning for them. So he... By putting on a uh, in sackcloth, that's what that represented. And it says the elders of, the, of his household stood beside him to get him up from the ground, but he refused, and he would not eat any food with them. On the seventh day, the child died. David's attendants were afraid to tell him that the child was dead, for they thought, while the child was still living... He wouldn't listen to us when we spoke to him. How can we now tell him the child is dead? He may do something desperate. David noticed that his attendants were whispering among themselves, and he realized the child was dead. Is the child dead, he asked. Yes, they replied, he is dead. Then David got up from the ground after he had washed put on lotions, and changed his clothes. He went into the house of the Lord and worshiped. Then he went to his own house, and at his request, they served him food, and he ate. His attendants asked him, "'Why are you acting this way? While the child was alive, you fasted and wept, but now that the child is dead, you get up and eat.'" He answered, while the child was still alive, I fasted and wept. I thought, who knows, the Lord may be gracious to me and let the child live. But now that he is dead, why should I go on fasting? Can I bring him back again? I will go to him, but he will not return to me. Then David comforted his wife Bathsheba, and went to her and made love to her. She gave birth to a son, and they named him Solomon. The Lord loved him, and because the Lord loved him, he sent word through Nathan the prophet to name him uh, Jedidiah. Jedidiah, I should say. Jedidiah. So this was really profound to me uh, about just the cycles of life that we go through and how there is a time where we will mourn and there is a time where we will rejoice and uh david had suffered great loss but he had also committed a great uh great crime by killing uh by killing uh bathsheba's husband so We're now going to go to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And this book was written by David's son, Solomon. And this is um, one of the things that he says. I think uh, you should read the whole book, but it's really powerful what he talks about. He talks about there's nothing new under the sun. He talks about everything being meaningless. He was the richest man that ever lived. God blessed him with great wealth, when God asked Solomon, once he was grown, what did he want? And he asked for God's wisdom, and God blessed him with great riches, because he was humble, and he asked for wisdom, for God's wisdom, and God blessed him financially. Uh, So let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, starting in verse 1 through verse 8. And Solomon writes, There is a time for everything and a reason for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones A time for war and a time for peace. And when he talks about a time to love and a time to hate, there is a time for us to hate sin. We should hate sin. We don't hate the person, but we hate the sin that they're committing. So that is the hate that uh, the Lord is talking about through Solomon. So let's go to our notes. Point number one. Sometimes we can get stuck in a certain cycle or certain cycles of life longer than God intended. When that happens, we're not able to completely fulfill our purpose. We must be sensitive to God's timing. As Solomon wrote, there's a time for everything. The secret to peace with God is to discover, accept, and appreciate God's perfect timing. The danger is to doubt or resent God's timing. This can lead to despair, rebellion, or moving ahead without his advice. So we can, we can get out of step with the Lord uh, by not uh, you know, accepting or appreciating God's timing. Uh, we can we can then get into ourselves and and fall into depression, despair, rebellion, you know moving ahead. I've done that many times where I've moved ahead without God's direction, and then I'm sorry later for it, you know, like, oh my gosh, why did I do that, or why didn't I just obey God and do it his way? I got anxious, and God says. Be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication and and in thanksgiving to God. So we need to not get anxious. Anxious means we're getting worried and weary. Be not not weary in well-doing, the word says, because in due season we will reap if we don't faint. So are you where God wants you to be at this stage of your life? You know, sometimes... We can get out of step. And God is so merciful to us that he allows do-overs, you know? (laughs) I can't even begin to tell you how many do-overs he's given me. And he's no respecter of persons, so he'll do the same with you. It's just simply recognizing that I'm out of step. Help me, Lord, to get back where I need to be. And he will do it. Point number two, in order to know God's timing for our life, we need to have a relationship with him. So how do we do that? Think about someone you currently have a close relationship with. What do you do with that person? You probably talk to them regularly, right? You know their birthday. You probably get them a special gift to celebrate their big day that shows how much you care for them and how much you love them you probably get advice from each other uh go out to eat together etc you 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 chat you you know encourage one another um when you're feeling down you might call that person and they encourage you and lift you up my cousin Karen <laughs> we don't talk every day but Karen oh my gosh she uh blesses me as many of so many of you do uh but she sends me a card uh, on a regular basis, like a um, just a Hallmark type card, and uh, she writes a message to me in that card. And she always sends me $25 in the card, some money, something. One time she sent me some chocolates. Uh, she sent me bookmarks. Uh, she sent me this beautiful cross that says "Love you," and I have it hanging here on my light, so I look at it every day when i while I'm doing the message and Those are the things it's just the special relationship, and uh she's really encouraging that's her gift to encourage and uplift and um it blesses me so much when I see that in the mailbox. I hurry up and open it because I'm excited about the card. And, and I save every one of them. And, uh, you know, it is just to think of me like that. And she's encouraging me um, through doing the podcast every day. And she says that that blesses her. But it's, it's a blessing to be a blessing, right? We are all uh, able to bless one another in whatever way God gives it to you to do. That's how God has given it to her to do. God has given me this podcast to do every single day. What is he giving you to do? Uh, What is he showing you through the relationship that you have with him? Well, God wants a similar relationship with us. He wants to be first in our lives. He wants us to spend time with him. We do this through prayer, meditation, uh, on his word, studying his word and obeying his will for our lives. is It's basically us yielding our will to God's will, saying, God, let thy will be done. You know, that's a scripture that says, you know, you know, God's will, let thy will be done. And Jesus said that, you know, as he was preparing for the greatest event of all time, uh, and that was to die on that cross for all of us and just before that time came he was in the garden and he was he was crying tears of blood sweating it was really a hard time because he was getting ready to take on every sin that was ever committed and every sin that ever would be committed and the greatest thing that he was about to do that was the hardest thing ever in his life was to be separated from God, the Father. Because God would have to turn away from his son as he hung on that cross, taking on the sins of the world. God does not look upon sin. And that was the hardest part, that separation from the Father. And we know that he did it. He was victorious. He rose up from that grave. And he was victorious over death, over hell and the grave, and reconcile us back to God the Father through his obedience to God. And it's up to us to accept him. And I'm going to make sure to offer that opportunity to you. There was a time in the Bible where Paul uh, and Barnabas were really good friends um when paul was converted to a christian after going out and and in, imprisoning christians and and killing them and you know um he uh experienced jesus and he got saved and his life flipped upside down <laughs> he was never the same well, the disciples were really leery of him because he was out trying to destroy them. And uh, when God brought him to the disciples, he did it through Barnabas. And Barnabas's name means encourager. And he brought him to the disciples, to the brothers. And uh, they, when when Barnabas introduced him and told that he's all right, he's not here to kill us. He's he's on he's on our side now. They accepted him, and Paul immediately went into ministry. Well, Barnabas had a cousin named Mark, and he was also one of the followers of Jesus Christ. And um, as Paul was going on missionary journeys, he took Mark with him on one of those journeys, and Barnabas was with them too. And, Bar- and something happened, and Paul and, and Mark had a falling out. And the next time, the next journey that Paul went on, he said, I'm not taking Mark with me. He said, "You know, he left me the last time. I'm not taking him," and he was very emphatic about that. And so Barnabas said, "All right, well, I'm not going with you either." And they parted ways. And they uh, Mark with, went with Barnabas, and it's, it's in the book of Acts. I'm sorry, I don't have those scriptures for you right now. But um, so uh, Barnabas and Paul went a different direction, and Paul and the other the other attendants with him went another direction. See sometimes God will allow a separation to take place, a split to take place, and and it can be kind of ugly uh sometimes, but they ended up covering twice as much ground. God allowed this to happen, and then later you will see where Paul and Mark were traveling together again. So they were able to work out their differences. So God is saying there even there's going to even be Times in our lives, well, there will be separation. There will be division that will take place. But God is saying there is a time for this. And then he will mend that, you know, if he chooses to. And and if we're willing to yield and obey. I think about the times of my life uh, that were great and then some not so great. Uh, my time I married my high school sweetheart, my husband, <laughs> who I shared with you all before that we'll be celebrating 44 years of marriage on in June. And, and what a blessing. Uh, then there was a time when I was in mourning when I lost my brother and he was 27 years old. He was a year younger than me. And I had a hard time with that. And then, and then finally something happened. My boss called me and said, Jackie, when are you coming back to work? We're going to you know, basically create a space here for you where it's safe and you can come back to work. And I went back. It was a time to go back. I cried at different times while working and, and then we'd get back to work and something might happen or I'd think of something and I'd start crying at my desk. But God helped me to get through that. You know, I remember the time when my children, three children were born, and and it was just the greatest blessing. It was hard and painful, but what a blessing it was. I looked forward to coming home from work or whatever I was doing every day because I had three new dolls, <laughs> my children, and uh, then my granddaughter was born, and there was struggles with her heart and all kinds of things, but God blessed and and has healed her through all those processes. I remember when my dog died. And you know, you think, oh, they're dogs. They're He was a part of our family. And it was really hard. Uh, I remember when we lost our house that we had worked so hard on. And, and uh, we had gone through a rough period. And uh, we had to let it go in bankruptcy. And lost, gave up so many things. Lost so much. And then a time when God restored. And he blessed us with the house That we're in now. I've been here for almost 20 years now. But there is a time for everything. I remember a time after being at my first church, the only church I attended when I was in my early 20s. And maybe after being there about 15 years, there was a big split and the church divided. And that was one of the hardest things in my life. And we got over it, moved on and went back to that same church. After we had split and went somewhere else for a while and and went back and set up under the ministry of Thurman Mitchell. And then Thurman Mitchell died right after church service one day and went on to be with the Lord. And then there was others that came on. And, you know, then God led me to my mom's church and my dad's church at that time. And and, uh, he passed. He had anointed me to be uh, ordained me before he died. And a month later, after ordaining me, he passed on to be with the Lord. And it was me and my mom. We were there. I was with her for fourteen years. And just a couple of months ago, uh the Lord there was a, a uproar not in, in an uproar, but my mom decided it was time for me to move on, basically. And then I moved on, me and my husband and I am now at Destiny Life Center and uh doing the next journey that God has for me to do. And uh, what is it that God is showing you? What is he doing through you? What time of life's journey are you in? We don't want to get stuck in a specific part of the journey too long. We want to make sure that we're yielding and obeying God as he takes us along the journey. Of course, take time for mourning. Take time for rejoicing. But don't stay there. Do and go where God is having you to go and what he's having you to do, even when it's painful and even when it's joyful. We need to continue to press on and not get stuck. God has great plans for you. He wants to use you to do mighty things in building the kingdom of God. Now, if you don't know Jesus, this is your day. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God, y'all. The angels are rejoicing in heaven because of you. You have a new name written in heaven, and you're going to know it when you get to be with the Lord. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen men. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, uh, teaching our youth workforce skills, life skills, entrepreneurship development, and peer mediation skills. These classes will, begin, will be starting June 6th, five days a week, uh, four hours a day. So please, if you're interested, uh, please send me an email. Go to the website again, tzonekc.org. Um, And let me know if you're interested and we'll get you an application for your youth. Uh, The youth need to be 12 to 18 years old. All right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day. Fulfilling the purpose that God has given you and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.